so grateful that the Holy Spirit is faithful to straighten those things out. Are you? Sometimes uh, we work with him, and other times we're not quite as obedient. And uh, I, I'm just believing that as the promises of God go out tonight, something significant is going to stick that's going to heal something in your journey. Because I can tell you, when I started to grab onto these things, it changed everything. Because I thought of myself so much less than I was supposed to. And the more that I grabbed onto what God had to say about me, all of my weaknesses, my greatest weaknesses, started to become my greatest strengths. Isn't that cool how God does that? And I'm gonna tell you why it works that way tonight. And it's, we're gonna go to, if you've got your Bibles with you, turn to Ephesians 1, verses three through eight. That's really the foundation that we're gonna build on tonight. People keep talking about my truth. There's only the truth. Does everybody know that? Let's dive into it. Anybody ready to dive into the truth tonight? Come on, let's dive in right here. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Say every. In the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance, say advance, to adopt us into his own family, to bring us to himself through Jesus Christ. That was good news right there. I don't know if anybody captured that, but that, that should bless you. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. I love that. So we praise God for the glorious grace, not just grace, glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and great that he purchased our freedom with the, with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us. Somebody needed to hear that tonight. He showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom, not just some. This is all of what's available to you tonight. All wisdom and understanding. See, everywhere where I lack, he's whole. And every asset of heaven is available to you. Every resource. And he loves his kids. Let's pray. Father, I thank you tonight. You're depositing your heart and your family. We thank you, God, that you're going to remove distraction. You're going to allow us to receive from your word, God. Just reading that portion of scripture, I feel like my heart is just flooded with love. It's enough. Your word's enough. It transforms everything. You said it, 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 would, it was created to do that sharper than a double-edged sword, able to divide between bone and marrow. God, come and do that. Come and speak to your family tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Number one, you're blessed. Beyond what you have been told, you're blessed. He doesn't withhold anything from his kids. I'm so grateful to have a heavenly father that doesn't withhold good things. Amen? Amen. What he has, you have. I don't know if you grew up understanding that, because most people got some sort of faith and then they got some mixture of religion in there where I'm working, I'm, I'm working, I'm trying to earn the favor of God over my life and his blessing. When I said yes to him, I don't even know if I did it right, probably did it a whole bunch of times. <laughs> but when I said yes to him, everything became available. Isn't that cool, Pastor Bill? Just everything. 
And I, I love the discovery of that. I love once in a while just stopping and going, God, I, I don't know, maybe I'm in kindergarten, but please take me to first grade today. Take me somewhere new. Help my heart to expand in understanding of who you are. He said he's given you every spiritually, every spiritual blessing. And this is what the Holy Spirit said to me when I read that. You're not second class. And some of you grew up that way, feeling that way. Maybe it was the neighborhood you grew up in. Maybe it was the family and some significant people that had negative things to speak over you. And you just started like me. You started to believe those things. Maybe you even grew up crazy blessed, but it was just your battle with insecurity like me. I'm telling you, you are not second class. God has different things to say about you. Somebody say amen to that. He has different things. We have no excuse to leave it to somebody else to walk out the call on our life. We are called to grab onto him, to grab onto his heart, to grab onto his word. And to move with him season after season, to trust him. I can remember when I finally started to see true Christianity lived out in front of me, how it was just transforming a culture. There was something inside me that lit in my early 20s. And I can tell you, my dad had prayed year after year after year after year for me to come out of really stubbornness and pride. And when that started to ignite, I can tell you to this day that light has not gone out. And there's been, there's been seasons that I've had to move through some difficult things. Anybody with me? But what he lit inside me and the fire that he put inside me, once I understood what I had been given, it was an awesome thing to comprehend. And I knew I hadn't earned any of it, but I wasn't ever letting go. Never let go. Amen? You never let go. Sometimes we get a little bit loose in that grip, and we just got to take a firm grip. Scripture talks about that. I love that. His DNA is in you, Romans 8, 11. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is in you. His potential is in you, Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Come on, that should start to transform your thinking. All things? All things. I love that the Scripture doesn't pull any punches. Don't you agree? You are not limited by your height, your weight, your intelligence, your family line, status on Facebook, whether you're single, whether you're married, you're not limited. God is for you tonight. You hear that? He's for you and he loves you. His blessing over your life has always been the plan from the Old Testament to the new. Listen, in the old, right at the beginning, Genesis 1:27. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them in his image. That's how you were created. Psalms 139 talks about how you were knit together in your mother's womb. His plans are beautiful. His thoughts for you are, it says, beyond the, the, the grains of sand on the seashore. In the New Testament, 1 John 3, 1 says, see how very much our Father loves us. He calls us his children, and that is what we are. Somebody need to hear that tonight. Come on, you are his kid. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him yet. Amen? That's why we're here, though, to declare his goodness. You're his kid. I am tired of the enemy and the world getting Christians insecure about who they are. Is anybody with me on that point? I've lived it out enough in my own life, and we have got to, we've got to learn to move and to pick each other up. 
You're going to have people moments in your journey learning how to walk in the blessing of God. But you need to constantly be reminded by the Holy Spirit where you've come from as a little bit of humanity comes around you. Is anybody with me right now? And learn how to pick other people up and go, come on, you can do it. Come on, you're blessed. Come on, you're loved. His identity is in you. Don't give up. We have to learn how to be a little bit more persistent. 1 Peter 2.9 articulates this, talking about, but you are not like that. You are a chosen people, a royal priest. This is what God has to say about you. I don't know. This is pretty cool. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Come on, royal, holy, chosen, set apart. Anybody encouraged by that? Now, reality moment. Has anybody had a moment in the last week where you didn't feel real royal, holy, chosen, and set apart? <laughs> okay? We are working out our salvation with fear and trembling here. But that's why we have to know how to get back into the word and say, God, what do you have to say about me right now? What do you want to do in this situation? Number two, you're chosen. When we're talking about the promises of God, you're blessed. And number two, you're chosen. In Christ, he sees you through Christ. I love that. That's the lens he sees you through, the son. I love uh, being part of weddings. I was doing some marriage counseling after morning services and one of my favorite things to share with people is that as you are learning to walk from two, becoming one, you have to learn how to see the other person as the finished product. Because it's pretty easy to see the unfinished part. Would you agree? It takes some maturity in Christ to be able to say, I see what God's developing in you. That's how I'm going to speak to you. That's how I'm going to treat you. That's how I'm going to speak about you when you're not there. That's how I'm going to honor you, because I'm going to look at you through the same lens that Christ looks at us. Anybody encouraged by that? I love that he doesn't look at me and just see all my flaws. He sees the best in you. Some, some of you grew up with an understanding of God that he was mad at you, you know, and that he was keeping a list and going, man, it's been a tough week. What's going on, Right? I want you to know that that's not the God we serve. He's so radically in love with you. He's so proud of you, all the victories. He's cheering you on, even in your hard moments. Does that mean, our, mean that our sin does not break his heart? Of course not. But he's invested in your future. He's got you. And it's time for his family to act that way, understand that way, because Pastor Bill and I were talking about this this last week. There's there's moments it's like if you if you're if you're pursuing someone like in a romantic relationship, the goal is not to see, well, I'm gonna see how far I can take this thing without really sinning or really uh, you know offending this person. I'm gonna No, you protect your heart, right? You protect your heart and you protect their heart. You're thinking about it all. God, just, I want to honor you, and I want to honor them. So as we're walking towards him, it's not about a list of rules, but it's a, a desire to honor God. 
the more that you fall in love with them, I wrestled with this over and over and over again because I struggled with all kinds of different things, pride and impurity, and, 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 I, and I tried to manage my sin for a lot of years, and it wasn't until I just said, God, you gotta kill this sin. Like, I don't wanna manage it, I want it gone, right? But the key to it was me just falling more in love with Jesus. The more that I fell in love with him, just chains and stuff just started falling off because I was moving somewhere. I was going somewhere with God. And the more that I got excited about moving with him, it was like the enemy couldn't keep up, amen? I was an elusive target. <laughs> I love that his nature is holy and awesome. And yes, it's to be honored, but his nature is love. Anybody appreciate that? At the core, if you study this book, this is a love story. His pursuit of us, would you agree? Come on, it's awesome. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, My grace, it's all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. His grace is sufficient for you, amen? Sometimes we're just trying to work around that. I gotta earn this, I gotta, God says, my grace. Trust my grace, amen. He does call us, he says this in this it's beautiful passage, chosen to be holy and set apart. Holy doesn't mean perfect, but it does mean set apart. It means that we're meant to look like him, to understand that it's not about conforming in any way, like Romans 12 talks about, to the patterns of this world, but to understand that we are called to look different. Yes? And I love that he doesn't apologize about that. He, he's not doing, and this was, a, this was a hard thing for me to understand. It took me a while. But once I started to grab onto this, it really was transformative for me because I, I knew that God was after my heart. And there were pieces of me that were just honestly holding him at a distance. And as I started to understand holiness and understand his intent, it was like, Aaron, I just want intimacy with you. It's not like just do this, do this, do this, do this. It was just, I just wanna be close. I want you to experience every, every piece of the freedom that I designed for you. Do you feel that? Do you understand that? I mean, God is interested in spending time with you every day. He's already got tomorrow morning planned. You know? He wants you to learn how to walk in peace. I've been talking to a lot of people that have been struggling with sleep patterns, and, and, and I can tell you, walking close in intimacy with God will help you sleep because it keeps your conscience clean. You can learn how to move through a season where you're running with God and it should wear you out. And he says, just, just listen to me, Aaron. Okay, now look, I will make you lay down in green pastures when you need to, but right now I want you to move. And you learn how to listen, right? And how to trust him. And how to trust him. It's a huge part. Why don't you call that person that you were just rude to on the phone and why don't you repent right now? I don't want to, God. Why don't you do it anyway? Okay. Keeping a short account of any kind of offenses. Would you agree? That will mean that there are times that you have to leave and you have to go to your wife and you say, sorry. Right? At the most, not 
convenient moment. I've had to learn to do that with my kids a lot. As I've been learning, God's still teaching me how to parent. I've been doing it a few years, Pastor Tom, but I've got a lot to learn. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? You have to be willing to stop everything to say, I don't want anything between me and my heavenly father. Let alone between me and another person, what if I cause them to sin because I'm holding on to something? I'm stirring something up? And you have to learn to be sensitive to his voice in these moments. That is walking in holiness. Jesus said to me, Aaron, will you be different? Will you, will you allow me to put my nature in, in you? And I can tell you that the argument was long, but when, it, when he won the argument, it was a good day for Aaron. Because man, did my peace level go up. Man, did my joy level go up. Man, did my rest level go up. Man, did my sleep quality go up. Everything went up. My bank account went up. Everything went up. Because I wasn't wrestling with him about things that he's like, you just gotta trust me that there is, there's a reason I put it in here. And it's for you. It's not just for somebody else. Some of you have been reading passages in here going, man, that's for you, sweetheart. And God's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that one's for you. God's calling us to stand in courage. And I'm grateful to be part of a courageous church. Are you? that was willing to be open the last two years through all kinds of craziness. Are you grateful to be part of a church that was willing to stand in faith? Amen. Catch this. God is most interested in courageous people that are willing to stay open through two years of COVID and not get bitter and not kind of pull in, but say, God, what do you want to do in this vessel? What do you want to do in this temple? Because the pressure has revealed some things that I'm like, I don't know where this came from, but I've got a temper now. <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting mad at the barista, but I am. If I have to put on another mask, I mean, you know, it could be whatever. I don't mean to like speak to anything. We've all had to learn how to move through this thing and how to honor each other. Would you agree? To care for each other. It has been okay that we've seen things different. I've so appreciated Pastor Tom and Jennifer and the way that they've led us in this last season. It's been, I mean, you guys, this is new stuff, <laughs> right? But God is breathing on this church because we said, Jesus, you're gonna be the goal. We're gonna do everything we can to be in the presence of God, amen? And fight so everybody has an opportunity to do that. We have to make a decision that we won't get bitter, amen? We're gonna get better. <laughs> I love this last piece of this, this portion. You're chosen without fault in his eyes. Without fault. I, you ever gone to one of those, I, I'm not a real fan of the 3D movies. Who likes the 3D movies? Probably all the young people in here. I can't stand the glasses. I just can't. It messes with me. I don't enjoy the movie at all. But uh, I love the idea of thinking about the way that God looks. When, he, when he's looking at me, he just looks straight through me and he just sees Jesus. He doesn't see all my faults. He sees Jesus. I'm covered, I'm loved, I'm desired by him, I'm prayed for, I'm appreciated, I'm pursued and more, amen? Lastly, you're planned. I love this. You're planned into his family. What a picture of love to be chosen by God. Amen?
I know some people get off on this one and it becomes a big theological issue and I would just encourage you, just take the compliment. <laughs> Say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for choosing me. I'll understand this when I'm sitting next to you in heaven and we share an iced tea and you pour some wisdom on me of all the things that I thought I knew that I didn't know. Anybody with me? I'm just going to get excited about his cross. I'm going to get excited about people. I'm going to get excited about him. And I'm going to know what I can know. You're planned. That's his promise. You can know that. You're loved. Through, you're planned through and because of Christ. He purchased this life that we get to live if we're wise to grab onto it. I love that. And I love this. He says you're planned because he wanted to do it. Isn't that a cool statement? He wanted to do it. He wasn't up there figuring out, oh, I don't know quite what I'm gonna do. Adam kind of messed up and now I gotta redesign the whole thing. No, he wanted to do it. He chooses you. He sees the best in you. His love is planned towards you love that. And then this, if it doesn't get better, come on, it gave him great pleasure. He wanted to do it, and it gave him great pleasure. If you haven't ever dug your heels into this portion of scripture in Ephesians 1, I encourage you to do so. It's one that I can promise you I'm going to be memorizing, because it's messing me up. Scripture should always mess you up. <laughs> He's not disappointed in his decision. He cherishes you, cherishes you. My sister's adopted. Uh, my mom and dad tried to have children for a long time, I think seven miscarriages, and then they adopted my precious sister, Kendra, who most of you don't know. She's an awesome woman of God, but in her journey to understand what that meant, man, it was hard. She had to go through some stuff. She had to go through stuff I never had to go through. My mom and my dad fought for her. There were times that I didn't understand it. I'm like, I want rules. <laughs> I want judgment. And the Holy Spirit would be, shut up. <laughs> and my mom and my dad just dumped love and love and love. Because God had planned his love for my sister, and he planned it through my mom and dad. And they just, generation upon generation. I had a front row seat. You didn't. I got to see it. I'm embarrassed by some of my flesh along the way. She was worth it. There's some people along the way that God has called you to love on that if you don't have this in you, you won't be able to do it. And it's going to be messy. God says, will you go after him? It wasn't until in my 30s that my sister and I really had a decent relationship, and now we really love each other in our 40s. <laughs> I don't know why that changes, but she's so precious to me. She teaches me about a lot of things. Our family, our church family, and our earthly family, and the people that God has put in your circle around you are counting on you being more stubborn in your love than the enemy is in his nastiness, amen? 
We've got to be stubborn in our love. Whose voice will they hear the loudest? Will they hear you season after season, moment after moment, when you want to give up, just say, God loves you. He's got a plan for you. You're amazing. Don't give up. Anybody grateful in here somebody did that for you? I am. Last thing on this, and I invite the praise team to come back up. Is that we're called to praise him because of all of this. Because of all of this. You're blessed, you're chosen, and you're planned. And as a result of it, at the end of this passage, it just says, what's your response going to be? Thank you, God. That was lovely. Worship is not my golf clap. My life should be an entire, right, orchestra of praise. Whatever you... Whatever you put inside me, the most out of tune, I don't care what it is, I will, some of the greatest moments I've ever had in worship and me, me going down the road, tears running down my face, just crying out to God. You may be in a position tonight where you feel stuck and I'm telling you, get alone with him. Build an altar privately. Get into the presence of God. Get connected with some people that know you, that know your heart, know what you're going through. Dig in. Get the word of God stored up inside you. Watch what he'll do. Praise him for his glorious grace. Titus 3 and 7 says, Because of his grace, he made us right in his sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. Glorious grace. Praise him because of his kindness and his grace demonstrated at the cross. Psalm 63.3, your loving kindness is better than life. Better than life. Praise him for his, our freedom. What would I do without the freedom God has given me? 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, it is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Don't go back into a spirit of slavery. Praise him for the forgiveness that he's poured out. cool is it that all, all of it's available to you tonight? Say all. <laughs> Will you stand with me? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I'm just believing tonight as we close this portion, we're going to get ready to celebrate in just a couple minutes, but don't miss this. We're going to celebrate an awesome young man who's been walking close with the Lord. Lane, we love you. You're incredible, young man. So proud of you. But I believe that there's supposed to be a response from our family tonight. And as the Holy Spirit just stirs your heart on one of these topics, I'm gonna read them off. This is what I do. Even as a pastor, I try not to ever miss the moments. It's just come and place myself before my heavenly father and say, you've got my attention. You've got my heart tonight. You're reading my mail tonight. 
And I want you to know that in this season ahead, I want to move with you into new strength in this area where maybe I've been struggling with some weakness. Amen? Can we all be transparent tonight in God's house? Can we trust the Holy Spirit that he's kind? Maybe you're here tonight and you just have not been feeling blessed. And God would say, I've blessed you. Come on, stand in that tonight. Just as the Holy Spirit stirs you, maybe he already has, I hope so. Come forward, just stand. Raise your hands before heaven. Declare your love for him, your trust in who he is. Say, Father, I know I'm blessed. I declare it. Maybe you're here tonight and you would say, this chosen thing, come on. God, would you drop that in my spirit tonight? I want to be secure in who I am in you. I want my relationship with you to go to another level. I want to understand tonight, God, that I'm planned by you. This season that's felt out of control. God, that you're in control and that you're good and that you're faithful and that you love me. Come on. As the Holy Spirit stirs you and we go into this song, just come forward and say, Father, this season ahead is not going to be one where I just hold ground. I want to take ground. I want to move with you into this next season. I want to trust you more than I ever have before. Jesus, Jesus, just stir your family. Hallelujah.